each checkbox. 20 to 25, 25 to 30, 30 to 34. Oh, no, not after next week. Birthday girl, 35. 35 to 44. Honey, welcome to my box. <laughs> welcome to welcome our box. Welcome to our box. 35 to 44. 35 to 44. So we can only do this for four more years before you have to find another one co-host so, or another box. So we need Sex in the City <laughs> to get come back for a third an equally terrible movie to the hey, second. Hey, number one was pretty good. To the second, let me finish. Number one was pretty good. And we'll see if Samantha's got a new, a new box. A new, a new catchphrase. And I put steal. that in there so we don't get sued for using a clip <laughs> from Sex and the City. But you know, I figured if it's on YouTube, it's the property of the tubes of the world. And it's under 30 seconds, so we're not really plagiarizing are we i don't know that that's i work with two attorneys at all (laughs) i was gonna say this is advice from a (laughs) non-attorney my name is amanda i am amy and we are uh the 35 to 44 year old box uh coming to you from bismarck north dakota good morning good afternoon (laughs) good evening and good night whatever time of day you are listening to this lovely adventure we'll find that clip and play that for you next time yes um this is our second podcast yes. of hopefully many, and we mm. are just wanting to share thoughts and insights and experiences that we've had that we think people either might relate to, find funny, get advice from, or, you know, reinforce thoughts in their own right. lives. Exactly. I think, that, I think that's exactly right. And this is a strange time in life, right? And we're navigating different phases, different stages, you know dating to hopefully marriage and someone who's already married with three children and I think that offers just a lot of different good stuff and trials and you know something it offered me this morning just as a just as a sidebar to anything we talk about today I got a text message on my way so I have one child in public school and the other two still in daycare and got a little text this morning from a mutual friend who said there's a confirmed case of lice in your elementary school. And I was like, oh, that's a nice way to start my day. Okay. okay. Welcome and to be your parents. Makes you want to shave your head. So if well, anything else is going on in your life, you just know, maybe you don't have lice. Well, lice or coronavirus. Either way. They're now, both coming for you. Either way, they're coming for you. Coming at you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's actually an interesting segue into what we wanted yes. to talk about today. Um, so in our last podcast, mm-hmm. we talked about technology in the workplace yes. and just kind of things that we feel as people in our age range who are sort of, you know, we grew up with technology, but maybe not our entire lives the way younger generations did, but certainly more than older generations um, and just kind of being a part or a, a witness to mm-hmm. most of the launches of the things that are now yeah, very ubiquitous really? and kind of what we enjoy and what we feel like is a waste or, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So if that's something you can relate to, check that out. Um, but today we're talking a little bit about perfectionism. And I was just, when you said coronavirus and lice, <laughs> good night. Oh, the just, farthest thing from perfect. <laughs> Yes, and also like Desirable you can't anything. navigate those things perfectly. No. Let's be honest. If lice is coming, it's coming. Right, <laughs> right. It, or when, or when you guys had what? What did you, E. coli at daycare? Oh, right. God. There's no, yeah. and there's. I mean, people get 
people get angry about the parent that brings the kid with E. coli. It's like whether they knew or they didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, okay, here we are. So how do we move forward? And it's never going to, nobody's going to be happy with everybody's action, you know, when right. it comes to something like that. No, I totally so. agree with you. There isn't a, I think partly that's where it is, is there isn't a perfect. And so what's perfect to me isn't necessarily perfect to you. And um, I've been trying to think about this, you know, when we kind of noodled on whether or not we would talk about this this week. Um, I've also been doing a lot of um, religious reading right now Mm -hmm. for some completely different purposes. Mm -hmm. And um, also, Amy and I are in the same book club in town. And so through book club, we were reading a sci-fi book. And it all of those things have kind of made me think about like, humanity is so imperfect Mm -hmm. and so when we strive for perfection in Mm -hmm. anything whether it's you know something at work something in a relationship the way you look Mm -hmm. what you made for dinner whatever um you're it's so futile yeah I I was thinking what is perfectionism or how do we define it number one and I you know if you read Webster it's kind of that high standard and, and trying to attain the ultimate, you know, goal or what have you. And I, and I've always had high standards as a, as an individual, but for myself, right. And you, you talked about being competitive against yourself mostly. And I, I, I get there, um, if it was in, and I'm actually scarred by this a little bit ah, <laughs> yeah, <just> <laughs> from, from, from middle school, believe it or not. So I'll never forget, well, into high school. And I had I had, I was kind of the girl that was friendly. I was voted friendliest and whatever, and I would just float. I was everybody's mm-hmm. friend, right? But I was, I wasn't in a group. I wasn't going home. I wasn't going out on Friday and Saturday night with, with a group, right? Mm-hmm. I was kind of at home going, I, I don't fit anywhere. I fit everywhere. Um, and so, you know, my, but I'll never forget, I had a best friend through middle school. If she ever listened to this, she'd probably kill me. Um, but, and, and I adore her and I love her to this day, but she wrote me a letter freshman year and kind of, I had made the A team on the lacrosse team and I had you know I got on the honor roll or whatever I was a good kid I did my homework I didn't screw around you know and she like writes me this letter about how I'm impossible to keep up with and I was so hurt by that she was going to go be friends with this with this other group of girls and I just was so hurt by I was devastated because I thought I don't put that on you to do those same things I'm doing. I'm just doing them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think I'm fun and we have a great time and we're good friends. And, and I, you know, and mm-hmm. I, she, I think really she wanted to be the, in the group that got Slurpees and put vodka in at homecoming and smoked pot at lunchtime, you know, it's okay. That's, which is also fine. Which is fine too. It wasn't what I it. wanted to do. Right. And mm-hmm. so, so then I kind of wonder, was that just some false out for her, you know, uh, and not yeah. to hurt my feelings, but she really, you know, she really did. And, and I, I carried that with me of, am I holding people to an impossible standard mm-hmm. just because I'm trying to meet one? And I, I still struggle with that. I think a sure. little bit, you know? No, I think that's very fair. And I think especially with women, when we tend to compare ourselves to others, maybe yes. more so than men do or differently, cause I'm sure men do compare themselves to each other. But I think maybe women do differently and so more in an emotional state and less in maybe a production style yeah. state. And so like when you talked about the hurt feelings, you know, um, yeah, so that's that I, I can see that being very, especially at such a young age to swallow, right. right? Like you don't have all of the tools in your toolkit yet at that age right. to be able to be like, okay, girl, you do you, well, exactly. I'm going to do me. I mean, that's not always the, the easiest thing. And I know, um, like 
not to say the exact same story, but mm-hmm. I, nobody ever wrote me a letter, but I was in high school and I, I didn't drink in high school. I didn't, I didn't want to. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't, same. I just didn't want to, right? It wasn't anything against anybody that did. I just didn't want to. And I was one of the very few on my sports team that did not. And I remember we had a, like a senior sleepover going into senior year. And one of the gals had said to me like, well, do you look down on all of us that do? And I said, no, I said, that's, I'm making my choice for me and you're welcome to make your choice for you. And, and, um, it was funny because I was the, probably the least popular girl on that team. And so I never would have thought any of them would think I was looking down at them. Does that make sense? Just because I wasn't in a status position to do that. Yeah. And so it was like, well, that was an odd conversation. So, well, and you wonder too, when you opt out of something that a majority are doing, and you might think it's just, like you said, it's for you and it's just, or maybe you feel lesser or not mm-hmm. as popular or not as in the group or included. But like you said, is it them looking down on you because you're not? Sure. Or is yeah. it you looking down on them and they think, oh, she right. thinks she's and high I always and thought it was the opposite. You know? Yeah. I always thought they looked down on me because I'm not Same. doing what the cool kids are doing. Same. Um, yep. And I don't think drinking would have made me any cooler. So I just decided, <laughs> well, that's not going to get right? me there. I had a lot of I had a lot of not cool going on in high school, oh, but that's ditto. okay. That's yeah. okay. But I think you carry <laughs> that into your adult life, like you talked about. And for me, um, I've always this is not a healthy thing, but oftentimes I perceive love by mm. what people think of me. Like, how productive are you? How uh, mostly it's productive, honestly, but like. What are the things you're achieving? How are the ways that you are helping? And that's the way that people will love you. And which is not true, right. but but that's where I have kind of a problem in my own head that I've got to work through. Um and so for me, perfectionism is a struggle because you want to feel loved, right? Yes. Um and Amen. so yeah, so yes. it's like everything I do, I want to do it really well so that people feel good about me and like yeah. me and want to be around me and ultimately that's not you know, nobody wants to be around me because my house is cleaner. Right. No, well, maybe, maybe <laughs> if you saw my house, you would like no. me more if it was cleaner. But you get the point. Um, so I just, I, yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. it's something that I think there's a seed planted somewhere in your life when you're young. And depending on who you are, you carry it forward. So I, I definitely see it playing out in my I think you hit life. the nail on the head. It's so funny because I think... I'm self-competitive as well, right? Mm-hmm. But whether it's running or... Um, That's actually why I love running the most. Yeah, because I know I can improve mm-hmm. or I know I can beat something, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to get that way with weightlifting more okay. so, which is good for me and more of a healthy drive than like counting my calories, right? Oh, yeah. Or like... Yeah. Because that, that kind of stuff where it's like, well, if, or my steps, that that is a danger for me to sure. go down the rabbit mm-hmm. hole of, you know... Um, and it's like you said, the what, what's the end goal? Is it it's perfectionism to be healthier or lose weight or whatever or win the race, but what, why, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, mm-hmm. probably to be loved or, you know, to be more yeah. likable or to have yeah. somebody else accept you. Somebody to be proud of you exactly. or, like you say, acceptance. Yeah. That's a good way to phrase it. That's so really I think, I think and I think we still struggle with that. And I, I don't have kids, but I do think about the day when I might, and I think I watch my friends that have kids, and I, you know, all the mom, um, apologizing maybe not that I hear I don't know if it's mm-hmm. apologizing but it, or the it's self-deprecating mom okay. stuff that I'll hear from a lot of folks of like 
well, my kid watched too much TV this week. Or, oh, yeah. well, we've had, you know, this, we, you know, went to McDonald's. And it's like, I don't, I'm not judging you for any mm-hmm. of that, you know? <laughs> and I, wow. it's just, and it's gotta be so hard. I just, I worry about adding that into what I already do to myself yeah. about my own kids. Like, mm-hmm. who am I saying that to and why? You know what I mean? And it's funny, like, I certainly don't think you've ever judged me for the haphazard way I raise my children. <laughs> no. No, it's not haphazard. But but no, I've never felt that from you specifically or really from anybody. But you, you, you read things about people who have been shamed on the internet either for breastfeeding or for not breastfeeding or for yeah. losing weight after they give birth or for not, not. losing weight after <laughs> they give birth. And there, I can't remember who it was, but there was somebody more famous, whether it was an athlete or a celebrity or whatever, but you know, basically addressed that. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what you do, you're damned by <laughs> you are. a lot of self-righteous people yes. on the internet who... Yeah their version of perfect needs to be your version right. of perfect and that's just completely unfair right. and i um i think especially with respect to motherhood well maybe not especially but it's obviously close to my mind because i am a mom but your body and your children and your hormones and all that goes mm-hmm. into that are so out of your control and so by you like perfectionism at work to me there is some element of control there, right? Like, yeah, you can, um, you can know a lot. You can be responsible for the things that are on your um, job responsibility sheet. Right. You can come in early or you can stay later. Not that that's up, but you know what I mean? You can do certain things in that environment, I think, to be closer to perfect. Mm-hmm. I think with momhood, um, there's even more out of your control. And, like, you don't know what kind of child you're going to get, right. whether that child has a <laughs> behavioral issue right. or a physical medical issue, whether they just don't gel with you personality-wise. You've probably got your own baggage you don't even mm-hmm. know you have. And I know for me, like, my hormonal state, I, like, quote-unquote, felt normal, let's say, six, eight months after I had a child but then let's say maybe fast forward another year and I realized, oh, I was not normal. I felt normal mm-hmm. because I had fallen into a pattern, yep. but that wasn't necessarily normal, right? Yeah. So like there's just so much going on that I think by criticizing each other or criticizing ourselves, God, we just really do a disservice to all of the so ways true. that we could, like all of the things you're fretting about. Someone could help you or give you, whether it's mm. actual, like, physical help or perspective that helps you see something different or just support to know that you're not alone. And instead, we're like, well, you didn't do it my way or I did it better than you right. or you right. think you're so much better than me. And it just, it drives me up the wall. And so in a lot of ways, like, I don't read yeah. mom blogs. Oh, I was just going to say, and let's talk about the mom blogs, right? That, or the, like, I can't. The cooking blogs and the five, yeah. I got five children. My life is, looks perfect, right? It's social right. media. Yep. Looks perfect. You know, I think about, and I have to, I'll have to go talk to my mom about this, watching my sister have a baby and my friends, obviously, but when it's now in your family, you know, you start to kind yeah, of go, oh, it's different. Mm-hmm. yeah, and think about the way your family is. And I think about my mom and I think about, my mom didn't have 
social media, text messaging, internet blogs, right? Like none mm-hmm. of that existed for our mothers. Mm-hmm. And so did they ever apologize for taking their kid to get a Slurpee? Because, you know, because right. some mom caught them and they weren't looking as healthy as they maybe should have. Or well, back then, Slurpees I mean? were probably vitamin C rich or something. <laughs> there you go. The way, or the donut the, or the, yeah, you know. Right, and you right. can, I'm like, sugar's good for you. Sugar's I hope bad not. For you. I just, you know, I think about the moms like coalescing at the Girl Scout sending the kid off to camp and they're all visiting and whatever and you go yeah. did they talk about that stuff did someone make a flippant remark probably about, you just wonder you know what probably, i mean probably but to a different yeah. degree i think yeah. right yeah i just i just i think it was i hope it was less of that pressure right for them and, yeah. I, and I would love to be able to say I'm not gonna do that mm-hmm. you know um but I'll be seeking some kind of, of course, <laughs> improvement all, or you yeah. know perfection well, and we all want to do whatever we're doing well yeah I mean I don't think I think perfectionism stems an unhealthy relationship with perfectionism stems from just a desire to do well whether that is in my case to feel loved mm-hmm. in somebody else's case to to whatever um so I I think there are some probably good intentions behind a lot of it, but it just spins out of control. Right. Um, I think the most out of control with perfectionism I felt, though, like even though I just unloaded all of my mom guilt on the world, <laughs> um, the most no. out of control with perfectionism I probably felt was um, my first, not my first actual position, but the first place that I worked and a subsequent position I had gotten there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I I struggled with a little bit of who I was because I probably didn't take the life path that I thought I would. Yeah. Um, personally, professionally, I was very happy. Um, I had a good life. I had a great job. I had wonderful friends. So, like, in many ways, it was very good. On the opposite side, though, it wasn't what I had necessarily planned. And so I was struggling with like, am I okay with that? Even though it's good because it wasn't what I had targeted. Does that, should I, should I still keep trying Mm -hmm. for what I'm targeting or am I happy in this way that I, that I can just leave that old dream behind. Right. So I was kind of stuck in that. And so I, I just genuinely worked myself to death. Mm. I mean, I would show up at work at seven in the morning and I would go home at six o'clock at night and I would bring my computer home every day and I would work every night and every weekend. And it was always to prove something, but it was never to prove something. I think sometimes in my head, I made it out to prove something to my bosses, but ultimately whenever I proved that to them, I didn't care. Like if I got praise or some kind of validation that like, Hey, you did it. It didn't ever satisfy anything for me. So it was, it had to have been competition with myself, like I talked about. And I, you can't, that's a beast you can't feed enough. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, like walking away from that job was less about walking away from those people or that Mm -hmm. position and more so me needing to get my head on straight of like, hey girl, this is not working and you're, you're being unhealthy with this. And so you gotta, Yep. You know, everything isn't going to be perfect. You're not always going to be, you're not going to have every right answer. You're not going to have every right process. And I just strived so hard. And partially, I think it's because I was very young in a group of people who were not. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still remember I had this board meeting and there was this very, very successful man who um, was a very high up in the Coca-Cola industry and he was on our board and he asked me a very innocent question 
And I think I wanted to show how like intelligent or thought through that I was. And so I, I answered his question and he sort of repeated it back to me. And I can't remember all the details of the back and forth, but in my mind, I was like, I'm really showing him I've got my stuff together and I've done my research Mm -hmm. and I've proven myself. Um, and then I had a conversation probably a six or eight months later with another board member asking her like some mentorship questions Mm -hmm. and she brought up that exchange in the board meeting and she's like, I think you were pushing too hard to prove yourself when he wasn't really asking you to prove yourself. He was really just looking for information and like you could have just given him the information or said, I don't know or whatever. And any of those answers would have been fine. Okay. You know, you kind of came across like you were trying to prove yourself, but that wasn't what he was asking you to do. Oh. And it's like, oh gosh, so you, can, <laughs> you can really overdo it. I've been talking too long. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Well, it's funny you say that. There's another beast, right, of, of perfection. There's like a head on it, I feel, that's related, which is, for me, it's a lot of the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's taken me actual failure and by that I just mean I, I lost right like for me it's campaigns I, I lost we, we we there's a team there's a candidate mm-hmm. I'm the manager I'm not the candidate but we lost and then or like a, a relationship that failed right mm-hmm. that I was basically that I catalyzed to the end of and mm-hmm. and so there's those those things to me that I have struggled with for years but it took it took losing and looking around at everybody else who had lost and realizing it happens to more people than just me, number one. Or well, every or, year it happens to 50% of the candidates. Every year it happens. Candidate. It's true. <laughs> and, not only, and their teams, right? And, and not only that, but every everyone moves on. And I guess I feel like I was stuck in this weird place of I have to keep succeeding to get to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. Um where I don't know, <laughs> sure. you know, when I went to our, when I went to DC the last time and was with a team, we had a great cycle. We were very successful. And a lot of people said, why don't you want to stay? And why don't, you know, why don't you want to try for this position at this, at this committee or go be whatever job. And I, and I was, I just said, I have, I don't, I'm done climbing over the top of people and mm-hmm. wedging my way in and fighting to be, person right that's perfect or that doesn't make mistakes or that doesn't lose or that knows everything or has it all together because I'm tired like it's tiring Mm -hmm. I can't put in this kind of commitment this time I'm not going to be the chief of staff to the president in Washington that's okay you know and it took it took a while and if you got there would you even like that no I don't think so I I mean I don't know right I used that used to be the dream right and then Mm -hmm. it's like it's too much almost it's too overwhelming and, and it just takes up too much energy. But but that fear of failure to me, I hate admitting defeat, right? Mm-hmm. I hate, it's like, there has to have been something else I could have done. I could have saved that relationship. I could have put in more time, you know, on the campaign. Mm-hmm. Or I could have made a different decision. Um, and so I still struggle with some of those things, you know, particularly mm-hmm. if the result doesn't go my way, you know. Yeah. Relationally, that reminded me of a situation with... Um, John and obviously we got married so it worked out but <laughs> when we were dating when we were dating we used to have very serious conversations which I will say to the world I don't think people who date in general have enough serious conversations um and yeah, then you get married and all of a sudden it's like oh 
oh, you're a Buddhist and I'm a, you know, I'm a Jew. Like, <laughs> I don't about know. about that one. Whatever. I just feel like there needs to be more. You like to spend a lot of money and I save mm-hmm. all of mine. Whatever. So we had some serious conversations and I think, like, obviously the, the topics of the conversations were incredibly helpful. But for me, even being able to express myself, like... Because, I've, because I have associated perfectionism almost with love, right? You don't want to say something or do something that is antithetical to what the other person is thinking yes. or feeling because then they won't love you. And so this, it was a very hard thing for me to do because obviously you have to be honest in these cases. And after, like John had said it so well that like, you know, if we have these conversations and we come to decide that we're not right for each other, that doesn't mean I think you're a bad person. Mm. That might not even mean that I don't love you. It just might mean that we're not a match in this way. Maybe we're a match in another way, mm-hmm. right? Like we could business partners or best <laughs> sure. friends or who knows, you know, whatever. It's not allowed to podcast. It's <laughs> not allowed to my podcast. job. <laughs> but you know, like I think I put so much pressure on forcing a square peg into a round hole for so many years that you would guilt trip yourself about things that don't work. And it's like, guess what? They weren't going to work. Right. And that's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean that person hates you or thinks you're an idiot or um, wishes you ill will in any capacity. It's just, it, you know, think of how many people, like I think of people that I went out on a couple of dates with or met through some capacity and it's like, you're a nice person, but we're just not a fit that way. But I think you're great, and I wish you well in right. life. It's okay for people to think of me that way, sure. too. And I think I just couldn't accept that, mm-hmm. right? Like, I had to be... Yeah. I had to be liked, and, you know, it just... It, it would, like, terrify me right. to have someone think, no, <laughs> not you. Well, and in reality, there is nothing wrong with that. Not you. There is nothing wrong with well, that. Right, because we tell I have plenty of online dating stories and set, right. I, have I never online dated. I'm those. too old for the on. If you're in my half of the box, you're too old to online date. Well, if you're in mine, it's like maybe you should have slowed your roll on the online dating scene. But that's so funny because there are it's it's such a it's such an interesting flip one side those online those times where you go really you're ordering a third beer like I was done half an hour ago <laughs> can I leave <laughs> like like do you you're think fu- this is yeah, a good conversation did you, did you need more liquid courage like I just am not gonna be here so <laughs> do you find this conversation interesting right. you mm. can, yeah that might not right. say a lot about your mm. other dates no, exactly so I've had those where you're saying it's. It's not you, right? Yeah. To the other person. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in a relationship for any amount of time, I feel yeah. like then you, I I would fight at like to hold on to it and to yeah. fix it. And re- mm-hmm. when it's it, when that it wasn't meant to be, it like truly was not the relationship for me, you know, yeah. to for to exist long into the future. And and yet that I can't handle, right? And that I I yeah. just rapidly, you know, Sean and I will have a little you know argument about something, and I'm like. Fine, he's gonna break up with me. I'll live. Like I go, I go to the extreme, and in my mind, Angela. I'm just like, leave me. I'll survive. Everyone else does, and like, and he's like, why do you think I'm gonna leave you? We literally had a five minute argument about toast or something. Yeah, stupid. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. okay, reality check. Yeah. Right. right. But there's that little part of me that mm-hmm. d- still doesn't believe it because there's something about me, right? 
that isn't that isn't enough that isn't sure. you know that isn't right or isn't enough for another human being to want to be with me you know i will be with you Thank every day you. i know i've told you you may move into our house <laughs> Um, but I think you bring up an interesting point a little bit ago when you talked about, you said you're exhausted Mm. and you also hearkened back to a childhood experience. And I, you read more and more these days about how generations below ours are exhausted. And I think like, obviously we can relate to that, but are we exhausted at a younger and younger age now by trying for Mm -hmm. perfection whether that is being the elite athlete at a very young age or needing grades that you know measure up to something or gosh it could be anything but I I worry about that a little bit because I think what is it in my life that's causing me to feel this pressure of perfection like yes it is me it is an internal voice above all else but is anything reinforcing it? Is anything feeding into it that's getting in my way of of saying no to that voice? Mm-hmm. And I think what pressures are being put on my kids or my mm-hmm. friends or other people in my world that, you know, we need to address. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if it's social media or access to technology or, uh, you know, Us magazine. <laughs> Yeah, and I yes, just, okay, so speaking Hollywood. of Us Magazine, there was somebody, I can't remember her name right now, and so I'm feeling very guilty, but um, a gal you and I both knew in 2012, mm-hmm. and she put something on social media about being very angry at, at magazines for projecting this um, image of, of perfection sure. on the covers and, quote-unquote, forcing us to believe that. And my comment back to her was, how can they force you? Yeah. Right? Like, you don't have to look at that magazine. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to read it. You don't even have to look at it at the grocery store. Frankly, I feel more sucked in by the candy than I do by the <laughs> magazine. Oh, so yeah. If the candy yeah. could ever move, yes. that would be helpful. <laughs> but why do we trick ourselves into thinking that, you know, like, you talked about perfectionism shown on social media, whether it's your, your perfect body, your perfect dating life. There was a gal we knew from book club that like has the Instagram account of all Instagram yes. accounts, you know, and I think, but that isn't real either. And, and why do we trick ourselves when we know it's not real? We know magazine covers are airbrushed. We know mm-hmm. Instagram has filters or you can pause and pose <laughs> like that happy moment wasn't yes. candid. Um, why do we trick ourselves into believing that? And what is that doing to us? At younger and younger ages. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's It scares me a little. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just because um, I think we're in the age and stage of either by force, right? Because you just don't have time to look at stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or by consciousness, I'm not going to look at mm-hmm. that. We know better, right? Sure. Um, sure. And maybe, I mean, my mother instilled in that. Why do you care about what other people think? She she, she was always that voice in the back of my head. doesn't matter. Which is awesome. You know, yeah. And I wish I had internalized a little bit more of it. <laughs> yes, Barb. Um, that'll make up for my first podcast when I was like, mother. <laughs> love you. Um, but, like, I wish I had more of that. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's like yeah. I love the Lent challenge of, you know, going off of, you know, social mm-hmm. media if you can. You know, um, yeah. I need to be kind of there for work. So it's still, you know, yeah, it's hard it's to do. Double-edged um, But... 
I, I just, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just rambling now. But, you know, I guess for me, I've had two sort of um, family friends uh, have their, well, my ex-boyfriend and then a long time um, friend since we were little kids. I would hang out. His mother took care of me after school. And mm-hmm. um, his dad gave me uh, my first real paycheck and real job. And oh, yeah. so we, they've lost their dad's this week and um it's been on social media and there's been a lot of like tribute posts and things like that and they honestly they're just too young to have gone you know at this stage when they've got Mm -hmm. little grandbabies and more to come and you just you know it's just sad um but I was thinking about this because I thought what's what's the ultimate goal it's like I want to go I want to go here you know well done you know well done good and faithful one and you think what does that mean Mm -hmm. um and I don't think it's because I ran a half marathon a minute and 36 seconds faster than the last one. I don't think, yeah. you know, and I just, I don't think it's because I was a size four or a six or, you know, mm-hmm. um, so. I got a long way to go to get to a well, four or six. You're going to have to like cut off a leg or something. <laughs> yes. You're yeah. never getting into heaven. You're never getting into heaven. Right. But right. And it's like, yeah. well, no, because I think we're posting about John and yeah. Clifton are about how they love people, you know, right. and that's, that's what they're what... going to be remembered for. And that's right. what they're meeting at the gates being remembered for and, right. or, you know, being known for. And yeah. you just think, why you are we so worried about all this other yeah. garbage? You don't love your grandma more because her muffins were the best <laughs> muffins. You love her because she yeah, made them for you. Right. And that was a sign of love exactly. and caring. And my grandma's muffins were the best muffins. <laughs> yes. But I'm just saying that, that like, putting an Instagram-worthy plate of, you know, pasta on right. social media doesn't mean you've checked some right. box in life. I, yeah. You know, you're not yeah. a better person. And yeah. I think we get confused by that so easily. Um, and it just, it's so ubiquitous like we've talked about relationships we've talked about families we've talked about work we've talked I mean it's it's society in general and it's it's um it's kind of scary the power that perfectionism have Mm -hmm. has on people and it's to me it's like right up there with money right money is such a drug for people probably one of the larger drugs on the planet and and perfectionism Mm. is probably right up there too with you know it's a maybe a source of Similarly with money, it can make you feel powerful. It can make you feel um, successful. And, and that's good to a point, obviously. You know, there are some benefits of, of yeah. striving to do better. But you can't let it override things that actually matter, right? right? Yep. Like shaving that time. I mean, I love you, but you're not going to be an Olympic runner. <laughs> Thank you, you for know? that. Like, Those are reality. I mean, you're far <laughs> faster than I am. Yeah, but like you know, twenty twenty eight is not truth. Truth. I don't speak. even know where the Olympics are next time, but I don't think you're going. I love you. I'm not going. <laughs> Hashtag coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> I am not going to be in the Olympic Village. Hashtag coronavirus. Oh my gosh. Uh, but last no, you're right. It was the Zika virus with oh the Brazil God. Olympics? Yeah, and, and then Ebola made an virus. Jeez. It's a tough world. Anytime there's a group gathering, watch out. We're going to just... the false memory chair. (laughs) Not to divert this too catastrophically, but can you imagine if the Olympics were in China this time? Mm -hmm. I don't think they're in China, but... Aren't they in... uh, I don't know. Aren't they in 
Tokyo or are Soju. they? Oh no, lord, that's like, not good. No, they are. They it's are too close. In... That's too close. It's too close. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Korea is in fa- impacted. I think they're talking Italy about this now. I had some friends post that they're in Cambodia, Phnom Penh. Is that how you say it? I don't know. God, I'm sorry. I'm so uneducated. <laughs> sorry, Southeast Asia. I don't know your geography, but they're over there. And mm-hmm. I just went, why? Come home now. Why are you doing this? Come home. Come home now. Oh. But we'll see. Yeah, they Let's certainly see. don't. They don't care. Yeah. Well, um, anyways. <laughs> so next time I think, so kind of to dovetail off of what we talked yeah. about today. Um. We're going to talk about redemption next mm-hmm. time and sort of that, like you said, when you've, when you've had a failure yeah, when you or perceived failure, what does it feel like to come out of that? And, and do you feel accepted mm-hmm. or redeemed in some capacity, either by, from yourself or the people around you? Um, and I think that's a good topic for individuals to consider, but also it's just, it's been so, in my mind, prominent in the news lately and so yeah it can be a absolutely interesting thing to think through yeah i think that's a great topic for for our personal lives but i mean also kind of what's going on in the world and political Mm -hmm. figures and you know like you said um just with sort of prominent individuals that may have had a sordid past or you know what people would pursue yeah presume Mm -hmm. of them um or a fall and how they came back so I I think it's gonna be a fun topic um we this is our second endeavor into this so we're still learning Uh, I need to stop using the word like and we need to uh, you know I also yeah we just we have different you know ticks that we're working on but Thanks for walking yeah. through this with us as we strive for perfection. That's right. We strive for our perfect <laughs> podcast. Where can you find us? Well, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us hopefully soon on Apple. Um, and several things I don't even know what they are because I reflected in the prior podcast, Tech Ain't My Bag. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we are going to be pushing this out through social media, so hopefully the spread of that. I would say Spotify is your most uh, yeah. guaranteed source for this, and as as we get more podcasts under our belt, hopefully we're able to provide it in more platforms. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, we'll see you next see week. See you next week. <laughs>